Hello everyone, welcome to week 13. In today's episode, we're going to discuss analyzing children's writing. I'm so excited to dive into this topic and I know Connor and Ostie are as well. My name is Morgan Allwine. Hi guys, my name is Ostie Versensky. Hello, my name is Connor Benfield. Now that you know all of us, let's get right into the content. I read the article called, Let Me Tell You a Secret, Kindergartners Can Read. This article really opened my eyes to children's writing and how to analyze it. Children get distracted very easily by the littlest things, especially with school. Most children don't want to do their schoolwork. As future educators, how do we get our students invested? How do we get them engaged? Well, by encouraging your students to write about their personal experiences helps. Children love to talk about themselves. They can talk about anything with anyone. I worked at a daycare all summer, and my kids had plenty of new things to tell me every day. Getting them to apply that to their writing will help them want to write more. This article talked about different stages for preparing for a writing lesson, having them divide in groups, give feedback, and encourage them to share with their peers. Pre-planning a lesson will help the flow of the lesson, but not every lesson will go as planned. You may have to alter the plan to meet your students' needs. Next, dividing into groups. Group one are the students that have a strong language and writing skills. This group of students are able to write and complete their own sentences. Group two are the students that can only do word lines with or without help, but need help to write sounds in the words. These students are very close to writing independently. They just need help with sounding out letters. Group three are the students who can curly write. These students need help dictating their sentences. They can draw pictures to match their words. In group four, students use a word wall. These students are instructed to choose their sentences by the teacher, but they draw their picture while they're waiting for the teacher to come around. The teacher will then help the students in the group write a complete sentence. The teacher will go to each group and help the students with any of their needs. The article suggests starting with group one because they already know how to write complete sentences and won't need as much attention as the other group. Like I said before, children get distracted very easily. So as a teacher, always make sure they have something to do. Once students have finished their writing, they should be given feedback from their members in the group as well as the teacher. Providing feedback will allow the student to know what they need to work on, but also make them feel good about what they wrote. Positive feedback will encourage your student to want to keep writing. And finally, encouraging your students to share what they wrote with the whole class. It might be very difficult. Some kids might not even want to get up in front of others because they could be scared. But encourage them to do it because in the end, it will make them feel good. This step allows the students to take ownership of their learning rather than the teacher doing all the work. By the teacher giving the students a specific topic to write about, 
their students won't be as vested in it. I mean, who would want to write about something they don't want to? By giving them an open topic with a little guidance will allow them to not look at it as an assignment, but allow them to create and share. They can even draw their own pictures. The teacher provides structure, but the students are the ones that take the assignment beyond. If kindergartens love to write about themselves, then why aren't we allowing it? Formula writing would hold those students back because only one instructional strategy would be implemented with all students despite their knowledge of letters and sounds. Overall, allowing our students to write, authorship will emerge. But kindergartners love to write even if it's writing, sentences, or scribbles. It's still writing. Some kindergartners may not be able to write yet, but scribbling is like the same thing. They're getting out their emotion. Let me tell you guys a secret. Kindergartens love to write. Well, that concludes my section, and now I'm passing it on to Connor. Thank you, Austin. The article I read was called Please Let Us Write by Mary Ann Cahill and Ann E. Gregory. A kindergarten teacher named Kristen was interviewed about a new thing she's implementing into her classroom, a writer's workshop, except it worked a little bit differently than a normal writer's workshop. At a recess, some of her students would draw pictures. She noticed that when she was trying to do a circle activity going over writing and reading skills, that many of the students would want to share their drawings. She was amazed how the students would make up these stories to go along with the drawings and how fascinated the other students were to listening to it. She noticed that she could probably imp implement writing and reading skills into this new circle activity. She notes that as she was going on through this process of like having the students talk about their drawings, that there was many different ways that other teachers could implement into the classroom. The first skill that Kristen says to implement into a classroom to successfully have a writer's workshop is encouragement. She wants the teacher to help let the student know that whatever they draw is okay and that the, their peers will not judge them and that she will not judge them. She noticed that a lot of the students would want to draw something but would get nervous because they weren't sure either how to draw it or how students would react. She notes that as long as you tell them that whatever they do is fine, they will encourage them to just keep drawing and keep writing and improving. The second step that uh, Kristen recommends is using a different variety of materials. This not only allows students to completely like express their creativity, but also allows them to be, like be do a better job showing their picture. Uh, many of the students wants to grasp something in their mind, like a thought or a memory. So just having different materials, like different markers and pens, and different colors, just helps them show that. The third step that she says is support invented spelling. Many of the students might not be the best writers or the best readers, so it's good to help them along the way. But the one thing that she says is don't expect full, like the full grasp of writing or English yet. As many students are still learning how to read and write, many students are still learning to incorporate in their stories. It can be very hard for students at first to grasp the idea of like drawing something and then comparing it to a story. Like I said, like for example, a memory because it's, it's hard for them to form the sentence, to form the words. Since it can be hard for students to form sentences, 
Sometimes it's good to help them. That's the next bullet point that Kristen writes. Help the students to convey the story. This can be you writing alongside the picture so they have something for them to read off of, or just if they're grasping at words, just give them the words to help. Sometimes, like I said, the students just don't understand what to write about. Like they can draw the picture, but they can't convey it to a story or the memory. So being there to give them words, give them advice, is a great way to help them learn. The fifth segment that she says is designate uh, story time. This is a good thing because sometimes, obviously, kids when they're talking about stories, it can run on very much. So having a designated time, for example, for four stories split up into 30 minutes, this way it will help students not only like know how long they have, but also give students a time to like, feel like they're represented so that way everyone has time to share instead of it just being one student who's rambling on over and over again. This allows cooperation and sharing and just makes it run more smoothly every single day. The second to last skill that she recommends using is feedback. Now this one is pretty important because it lets the listeners be involved. So as the students are listening, they're supposed to form questions or compliments or critiques, but nice critiques. So for example, as a student's listening to the story, if there's something that strikes out to them, like something that they like, they're able to compliment and like be like, raise their hand and be like, I like this part of the story. Or they'll also say, I like this part of the story, but next time I think you should do this. Like for example, like add different like wording or even something simple, like use a different color on your drawing. So she noticed that not only having the students form sentences about their drawing was helpful, but also having students form questions and sentences about the other person's drawing was helpful for the reading and writing workshop. The final thing that she has is allow skills to occur. She noticed that as she was doing this writing workshop, that students would just naturally get it eventually, that they would pick up on things that she was trying to teach them. And not only would they pick up on these skills, they would be like willing to learn it. It wasn't a struggle, it wasn't a hassle. The students wanted to learn because they were enjoying it. And that's the reason why she said this is so important to incorporate into a classroom because as she continued to go on and like have this writer's workshop, not only was class becoming more engaging with this, but students were just comparing a classroom setting to real life. They were able to pick up on the skills and implement them just normally. Thank you, that's all for my segment. Now let's go to Morgan for her interview. I was able to interview Holly King, who is a second grade teacher at East Dover Elementary School. Holly and I went to high school together, but she graduated a few years before me. We were always really close through high school and we still remain pretty close. I remember the passion she had when she would talk about being a teacher someday, so I knew she would be the perfect person to interview for this topic. So I called her on the phone a couple days ago and asked her all kinds of questions on how she analyzes the writing of her kiddos in the classroom, and she gave me some really useful tips and ideas that I'm really excited to share with you. The first thing she talked about was the Readers to Writers workshop that she uses weekly with her second graders. So at the beginning of every school week, she selects a, a text to use and she provides the students with a focus point. The text can be anything from a poem, an article, or a small passage out of a classic children's book, and the focus can be anything from organization, topic, voice, grammar, or design. And it changes weekly, and it's always something new. 
So through the week, the students get to work individually and in groups to really pick apart the passage and analyze the focus point. She sets aside about 20 minutes a day to do this. They underline and highlight examples from the text, and then they are asked to draft their own writing piece using the focus point that they learned about. And through the week, they work on it and submit it on Friday. Holly gives the students little checkpoints so she can annotate their work and help them along the way. She said that at first the students struggled to get their ideas on paper, but once they get started, she said they're like little writing machines. And she said the biggest takeaway from this is that she gets to really see where all of her students are at at an individual level and where they're at in their own writing process, and she's able to better provide assistance to get them writing at the level they should be at. Another tip she told me about was about pushing sentence fluency. She said that this comes with a lot of practice for both the teacher and the student. As a teacher, you have to give students the best effort to get them writing. So an idea of how she incorporates writing is that she uses sentence starters, which is just a simple phrase like, I feel happy when dot dot dot, or my favorite place to go is blank because blank dot dot dot. And the students complete the sentence. It's just one sentence, and at the she uses this at the end of the day. And she uses this as a wrap-up because it really engages the students and gets them writing about something that they want to write about. She also told me that when the students get to talk about themselves, they seem to enjoy writing so much more. She also mentioned to me how she uses writing in cross-curriculum activities. So an example of this would be in a math class she would have the students explain their answers in a few sentences. Or in a history lesson, she might have the students write a really short letter to someone that they're learning about in that content. Basically, in a nutshell, she said that the biggest thing is to get the students writing as much as you can. This is what makes them better writers. Practice makes perfect kind of thing. She said, something that she said really stuck out to me. And she said, quote, we as teachers have the biggest responsibility. We're the ones that set the children up, not only for their academic experience, but their lives after school. It can be a lot of pressure at times, but when you see the spark in their eyes when something finally clicks to them, it's an indescribable feeling. Unquote. So I really personally liked what she said there. Um, I feel like it is a great thing that we as future educators have the opportunity to encourage and change these children's lives. Um, we wrapped up our conversation by talking about the main things that she looks for when looking at her students' writing. She said she mostly looks for capitalization and punctuation in the correct places, accurate spelling, and if the students are including a beginning, middle, and an end to their writing. She even has a little checklist that she made to make sure her kids are on the right track, which is really cool to me. But after my phone call with Holly, I really found that I was filled with excitement to be able to use some of these strategies in my own classroom someday. And it gets me really excited, and I hope it gets you all excited too. So this wraps up the interview section of our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and learned more about how to analyze children's writing.